Welcome to Elemental Fun, a historical and cultural look of the elements of the periodic table. fun my name is grace my name is cindy and if my voice starts to sound weird or i sound like a man very manly that's because i've been losing my voice all week she teaches lots of little kids it's very fun <laughs> but they get really really sympathetic when you don't have a voice oh. and they're like everyone get quiet for mrs castle and i'll say oh you have to get really quiet so you can hear me they all go oh okay and they all get really close and they sit really close and if someone talks to go shh Miss Castle's losing her voice. Can you do that every day then? I kind of want to experiment <laughs> with that. See, but I think I'll be, I'll, I'll, I'll like all of a sudden talk loudly, and they'll be like, "Your voice oh, is back okay. in." Now we can be as loud as we want. Party! Dang it! <laughs> so, um, today we're going to talk about aluminum, like my water bottle. Oh, your bottle is made of aluminum. It is. If you are from Britain or Australia, you know it as aluminium. And we'll talk. Well, where's the IUM? Oh, should we jump right oh, into that? I don't know. Well, let's start with that it comes from the Latin alumen. Yes. Which is alum, which is potassium aluminum sulfate. It means or bitter salt. Bitter salt. Yes. Yes. So if you're an alumni, does that mean you're bitter about it? <laughs> Depends on where you went. Or how much debt you have. Yes. <laughs> that too. <laughs> Um, it so yeah. So why does it have aluminium? Well, first let's talk about discovery. Oh, 1825. Yes. Well, first Humphrey Davy tried. He tried to isolate it, and he couldn't figure it out. I didn't see that Humphrey Davy did. Oh, he, no, he no. he didn't. No, no, because it was the he, he used was, something else. It was because it was the end of the 1700s that mm -hmm. they knew about the aluminum oxide, and they knew known it contained a metal, but they couldn't extract it because they couldn't use Humphrey Davy's. Uh, electric current method as he like did he with did. sodium and potassium. Right. Right. So then Orsted came along. Right. But it's because of Humphrey Davy that it was named aluminum. Oh. But then, hold on, let me find my note. So he called it aluminum, but then the International Union of Pure and Applied Chemistry corrected it and said, no, it needs to have an IUM oh, like the many other of the other elements, elements yeah. do. And so they started calling it aluminium. But then the American Chemical Society like, resurrected <laughs> the original spelling that Davy gave uh -huh. it in 1925. And oh. what's funny about that is like I didn't realize people in Great Britain and France and Europe and in Australia call it aluminium until I was in Australia. <laughs> You're like, what are you talking about? out aluminum foil and they're like, Aluminium. I'm going to put some aluminium on it. And I was like, I'm sorry, some what, what, what? <laughs> Excuse me. And they're like, aluminium. And I'm like, um, no, I think you mean aluminum. They're like, oh, you crazy American with your way of <laughs> Crazy of pronunciation. I'm like, I'm like, but seriously? Like, and then they do. They spell it I-U-M. Yeah, I guess that makes sense if it was. So that yeah. fourth syllable has, aluminium. Been, yeah. has been taken out Um. Of ours, and I thought it was maybe kind of the old reason where 
you know, like in the United States when we first started the printing press and, oh, and we cheaper. would take, we, it would be cheaper <laughs> yeah. to take out letters. Right. You can still figure out what the word is. It's done. Yeah, right. That's, that's like why color has no U in it here. Wait, and everything does. doesn't have a U in it? Right. <laughs> They're like, we don't need that to know how to say it. So, but no, it's, um. It's because of that. Although in oh, the book Periodic Tales, they're like, no one really knows why. I'm like, well, <laughs> my app told me why. <laughs> These so other people did. but Somebody knows why. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, Orsted, yes, he was uh, from um, Hans. He's Hans. Hans Orsted. He's from, from Copenhagen. Copenhagen. Yes, Denmark. He is. Um, so he heated aluminum chloride with potassium and was isolated it, but it was impure. Yes. Um, so then German, uh, uh, German Friedrich Wohler in 1827 perfected it by using sodium instead of potassium. Mm. But what's interesting is that, um, which I didn't know about this, is that it, was, um, it took a while to bring the price down because it was really hard to extract. Yes. So for a while, it was more highly priced than gold. Yes. And Napoleon the Third in 1848 served food on the loom, like proudly for served Only food on the Only for the best like, guests. Right. And his son had an aluminum rattle to oh, that's show. Right. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. how good it was. It's really funny because it really it was it really was so such it was considered a um uh oh no words words are gone um. <laughs> Like a valued metal, yeah, um, a precious metal. Oh yeah, it's and, and then it's funny because in Periodic Tales, um, which is the book we based our entire podcast on, <laughs> um, not really, but the idea kind of it. Yeah. Hugh Al um, Alder C. Williams, his chapter on aluminum is called banalization, because like it went from being like be, really great. To oh, being, to being like meh. Yeah. <laughs> So like basic. They totally just totally became basic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so basic in today's words. No, it's um. Well, so. Yeah, because the the people that um actually, um, patented the way to. Um, oh yeah, it was Fr- French engineer Paul Harault and Oberlin. Um, oh, and an Oberlin chemist graduate, uh, Charles Hall. That a baby? That is a baby. It's a baby. Somebody's waking up. <laughs> we send in the cavalry. <laughs> um, so they. What's interesting is they both in, in independently invented the commercial way to get it. Yeah, it was like a patent race mm-hmm. to see who would get it done first. And, and so it's called the the Heralt Hall process, where they right. take aluminum oxide dissolved in molten cryolite, which mm-hmm. is the mineral. I think, uh, and then electrolytically, electrolytically reduced to pure aluminum, but it's very energy intensive. Yes. And there's another another option. You can do the Bayer method by some guy named Bayer, and <laughs> you do it from bauxite it's ore instead of bare bones. Would yeah. you say? <laughs> 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 so, 1887, Carl Bayer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and Hall Hall's assistant was his older sister, and he did Ooh. it in like a back shack. <laughs> nice, <laughs> as good chemistry. He was twenty two years old too. Ooh, which is, you know, smarty pants. Yeah, right. Oh, you see, it yeah, makes sense. So he was a graduate it, student. Yeah. It went from being like Napoleon. So let's see, there was a dude named Henri Saint Clair de Ville in Paris. Um. He kind of came out with this breakthrough idea of silver from clay, they called it, because of its sheen. They called mm. it silver from clay. 
and he it's pre- a silvery white soft malleable lightweight yeah. metal right so he d- he presented it's a, i'm gonna i'm just gonna read straight from the back deville presented a clutch of little ingots of aluminum for the first time at the paris universal exposition in 1855 where there were admi- where they were admired by the emperor napoleon the third who probably gave his financial encouragement encouragement to the chemist the metal was then priced at three thousand francs per kilogram and worth a dozen times its weight in silver dang um although it's it's kind of lightweight so yeah well (laughs) that's that's good that's that's a valid point um but then i guess napoleon really tried to make armor out of it he was really like trying to make armor that's not the greatest Um, probably use there because it costs so much to extract it it really wasn't worth it he did it's also soft he really (laughs) didn't yeah it's got to be an alloy to make it really work with anything so he never he really wanted it to be this kind of like industrial tool and Mm -hmm. he kind of never never got there see its potential and um in ancient times, it was used in hide tanning, uh, first aid, fabric dyeing, fireproofing. They found it in the tomb of <laughs> Chao Chu. Yes, Ch- I read that the too. third century Chinese leader. There's something in there that's 85% aluminum, but they have no idea how it was made. I know, because so cool. here's the thing. Aluminum is the third most abundant element in the earth after oxygen and silicon. But it's never found by itself by itself yeah it's it's the most abundant metal in the earth's crust or the second most oh i I saw some conflicting views on this between my two sites second or third but they both had it at 8.1 percent in the earth's crust so i'm not sure which one that is um but yeah it's rarely found uncombined in nature it's usually in the minerals bauxite and cryolite which is where they uh, get it from when they get the pure stuff these are also called aluminum silicates fun fact about bauxite um, the largest producer producer of bauxite in the world is actually Australia. Yeah. Um, and it's such a big deal that there's a special stamp made after bauxite. <laughs> well then, um, is ma- is made for it. So I just thought that was kind of funny. Interesting. Um, Do you know, so we we're talking about the. I guess we'll just go right into how it's made then before we go into uses. Sure. Um, that. Five percent of the electricity generated in the U.S. is used in aluminum production, <laughs> which seems like really high amount. I mean, five percent is not a big amount, but when you think about it in the grand scheme of like <laughs> what it's all used for, well, just to extract aluminum. So it it takes a massive amount of energy to refine, but you could just recycle cans, and it saves up to ninety five percent of the energy required. Yeah. So what's great? Um, uh, so because it is, uh, it doesn't readily corrode, which is one of its big. Right. benefits mm-hmm. um, it can be easily recycled um, and it's one of the most valuable recyclable materials um, I'm drinking out of a re- aluminum I'm so I'm, my, my, my water bottle is aluminum yeah so recycling uh, aluminum needs only 5% of the energy of extraction from new uh, getting new aluminum from ore mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but in 2012 only 55% of drink cans made made it to recycling bins <gasps> Which is people. just crazy because, like, this is so. Uh, this really mind boggled me when I was reading it. I'm like, this is super easy to recycle. It's the best thing to recycle. Why aren't we making more things out of aluminum? Because, uh, was it 75% of all aluminum ever made is still in use because of recycling? Okay. So, I mean, like, if we were able to fully recycle, like, 100% of the cans that we have, Would you say like, that we people, wouldn't need them. People aren't, um, 
so big on putting it in everything because of kind of the un um, it hasn't been totally proven but kind of aluminum I haven't heard about this aluminum spat it's toxic plants well yeah to plants but it but, but doesn't like leach off of your things no but so the, it, it plays no um role in our body right so there's right? no known role in um in in our body yes mm -hmm. um the aluminum <coughs> um but it, it reduces the, uh, one of the, uh, the, the aluminum ion um, is soluble and toxic to plants. Mm -hmm. And half of the arable land is acidic, and it, that speeds up the release of the aluminum from the minerals it is in, so the crops absorb it, and you get lower yields. Yes, but it also, people think that aluminum is a risk factor for breast cancer and even Alzheimer's. So it says it's accumulate, it can accumulate in the body, and there's a link with Alzheimer's, but it, Alzheimer's? Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's. <laughs> but it, it has been suggested... It has not been proven, right? Because there's some other things that have also been linked to possibility. We'll talk a little bit about, um, you know, after we're doing a couple of different podcasts about things like BPA, and we're gonna do one about aluminum in our deodorant mm. and the link they are kind of finding with it, and um, our our, bo our bodies can't really get rid of aluminum very easily. Well, we, we don't, don't really absorb it, so we we absorb very little of the aluminum that we actually of, that we eat. So there are above average amounts of aluminum in things like tea, processed cheese, lentils, sponge cakes in the raising agent. Right. Um, and cooking in aluminum pans does not give you more aluminum in your diet unless you're cooking something acidic, like right. things like rhubarb that right. it might leach into. Um, some indigestion tabs are, per, are pure aluminum oxide. But can't that like but triple the amount of aluminum in your body? I heard. I I'm heard not it sure. Could, like, it, like by those over the counter antacids, it can like tenfold your amount of aluminum. I suppose it could if you are taking them a lot. A lot. Yeah, like consistently. Yeah. I think that's really probably the biggest thing. Cause I, I have not really heard a lot of about aluminum poisoning or anything like that. I do know that um, like my sister um, had her son's blood tested and he had high amounts of aluminum. So she got hmm. rid of things like baking sheets with aluminum right. and things like that to just kind of minimize any exposure to it. Interesting. But I don't know. I don't know. That uh, yeah, I'm not sure because it's been it's a fairly common, especially for water bottles and things like that. Mm -hmm. But the cans non toxic to us, I right? Mean, that I mean, we know of. That we know of. Yeah, this <laughs> <laughs> is back up what we just said. Hi, um, <laughs> um, but the um, what's cool is that recycling is really really fast. So a new, a can can be recycled and turned into a new can in as little as sixty days. So just from that fact of like. I've actually seen videos on YouTube where people melt down cans mm -hmm. and then like and put them into a mold things. and then make a sword. Yeah, it's pretty crazy what you can do. Um, the top of the Washington Monu Monument is an 8.9 inch aluminum pyramid for the lightning rod. You know what's rod. funny about that? But, the, but they needed to add copper because right, it, it didn't work. It didn't work as, <laughs> didn't work as intended. Like, oh, this isn't work. It's Oops. not as conductible as... <laughs> and that's the thing is like we started replacing it with uh, like instead of copper in a lot of things. No, it is much more conductive than copper. It, I thought it. No, that's why. About it that doesn't work. No, it's a good electrical conductor, um, and it's cheaper than copper. I wait for weight, and almost two times as good of a conductor. Uh, so a lot of houses actually are switching to using aluminum rather than copper. But then why didn't it not work at the top of the Washington Monument? And they had to add copper. 
it wasn't the aluminum wasn't strong enough to stop the damage. So uh, if it got electrocuted, like the aluminum is good conductor, but it's not, as we just talked about, it's not good for armor and things like that. It's right. a soft, malleable metal. Yeah, so. actually, they were using um, Great Britain was using aluminum in ships during the Falkland Wars in 1892. Mm-hmm. Or, sorry, 1982 um, against Argentina, but then like missiles would hit the ships and they'd <laughs> be like, ow. <laughs> ow. So they stopped using aluminum in um, their warfare. Um, but um, about the Washington Monument, what's funny is I'm actually reading um, Bill Bryson's uh, brief history of... Oh, the brief history of everything? Nearly mm-hmm. everything yeah. or something. Um, I read it while I rock Charlie to sleep. Yes. Um, that way I can only read like a couple of pages at a time. <laughs> um, but he was all like, oh, they put... <coughs> They put aluminum on the top of the Washington Monument to show our prosperity and things like that. And the, but the periodic tales was like, uh, no, Bill no. Bryson, that's <laughs> not why they did it. But it's he, because it's a giant stick in the air that wants to get electrocuted. He called him out on it. Called, oh, that's like, a, like, directly out on it. Interesting. Yeah. Alder C. Williams calls Bill Bryson out. Like, yeah, that's yeah, a nice whimsy, no. but that's not really why they did it. Well, I'm not going to be right about everything. I guess not. Especially, <laughs> except us. We're right about everything. <laughs> Always. All of our research is totally... Totally spot on. Totally Everything's bad. perfect. Yeah. Um, let's see. So we'll just go into uses. Sure. Since we've done There's all that. There's only a million of them. I know. Cans, foils, kitchen utensils, window frames, beer kegs, airplane parts. Um, Because of the properties. So it's low density. Yeah. So low mass per volume. Cause it's, so it's lightweight. It's non-toxic. Yeah. Has high thermal conductivity. Yes. Excellent corrosion resistance because yes. it doesn't rust like iron. Yes. It's easily cast. It's machined and formed because it's very malleable. Mm-hmm. Um, it is non-magnetic and non-sparking, and is the second most malleable and sixth most ductile metal. And it. Um, uh, so what's interesting though, so is it doesn't basically rust like mm-hmm. iron, but. It can oxidize, it lo- which is losing electrons. That's but doesn't what, it like lo- make an oxidized like right? Layer? So it sticks on it, like it yeah. get oxidized and it goes and just like lays over it. So then it insulates everything from the rest of it, it from getting so it like what? heals itself. Yeah, basically, it, like makes itself its own blister wound. Yeah, and just and then it just looks still, still like silver. Yeah, Not silver color. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but w- it is most often used, as uh, you alluded to earlier, um, in alloys because aluminum is not strong but right. light. So if you combine it with super strong metals mm-hmm. like copper, manganese, magnesium, and silicon, you get a lightweight and strong. So this is what is used for a lot of airplanes and other forms of transport because yeah. you don't want really heavy things. That's always the thing where they go, well, the black box. Why don't they just make the whole plane out of a black box? If the black box survives a plane crash. Because it's it's really heavy. (laughs) And it's not feasible to make that out of the entire plane. Um, (laughs) People with their reasoning. (laughs) Um, But they were saying, um, somewhere I had in here, that basically the um, flight and um, our ability to go into space is do to be able uh, aluminum because otherwise everything would be too heavy and what's funny is they used a lot of aluminum in space travel with the first astronauts mm-hmm. they packaged all their food in aluminum oh, containers. Mm-hmm. a boeing 747 has 147 pounds of aluminum yes or aluminium <laughs> aluminium um oh and speaking of uh containers and packaging in 2012 1.9 million tons was used for containers and packaging <laughs> 1.7 million for appliances car parts and other durable goods so um 
yeah, it's it's used in a lot of different things. Yeah. So it's, uh, and we already talked about the fact that it's a good electrical conductor, so it's actually better than copper. Mm-hmm. Um, what's interesting too, so when you evaporate it in a vacuum, because as you do, it, you know, is, it just has a vacuum. I always you know? evaporate mm-hmm. my things in vacuums. <laughs> it forms a highly reflective coating for light and heat, mm. and it does not deteriorate like a, um, like a silver coating would, you know, like your stuff tarnishes. Um, so they use it in telescope mirrors, decorative paper packages, and toys and things because it's always reflective. Yes. That's funny. Um, but it, it can be reactive. So this is one where you should not do unless you have a fume hood. I got Don't a do fan above home. my stove. No. Does that count? Fume hood. That's not a fume hood? No. But but well, it's a, I think they mean like chemical fume hood. <laughs> okay. Nice. Fine. Real ones. I won't. Um, but if you take aluminum powder and iodine and a few drops of water, you get a toxic purple iodine vapor and oh. then a sudden flame. So a purple haze. Yeah. <laughs> so that's when it shows that like it, it can be reactive. It's not completely inert. As <laughs> do you want to know something cool about aluminum, though? Um, I do. Tell me. Did you know that thanks to aluminum oxide, we have some of our favorite gems? Gems? Rubies. Oh, really? And sapphire. What is this? So, rubies are aluminum oxide with traces of chromium in them. In them. Oh, because the way the different metals give the different colors. Yeah, but right. if it's not chrom- chromium, if it's iron and titanium, that's what makes sapphires. Ooh. Yeah. Interesting. So, thanks, aluminum. You're so shiny. <laughs> so shiny. And colorful. Beautiful. It's not you being colorful. Well, the combination together. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't. I always, you know, you always wonder as a kid, you're like, what makes rubies and diamonds? And yeah. Those different colors. And you're just yeah, like <laughs> aluminum oh. oxide. <laughs> just different combination of medical compounds. Apparently. Medical. Metal. I, I heard. Medical. I didn't hear medical. I said metal. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what anybody else heard. I think you're saying metallic. Metallic. Yes. Perhaps. I haven't slept very well. I'm eight and a half months pregnant, so <laughs> sleeping's not Why so great. Why are you sleeping well? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that's like. I have an 11-month-old. <laughs> I will actually be happier when I have the baby because at least the sleep, the small amounts of sleep I will get, I will actually be, be sleeping. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. We'll see. I'm hoping it's going to be like Benjamin and, well, and he he slept through the night and like eight weeks i'm i'm telling you now that's not gonna happen hey looks ma'am it happened Char- with ben, it happened with ben. finally slept seven and a half hours straight last night <laughs> that was the first time yeah i'm going with he's gonna the be like his before, brother or she's gonna be like his brother the week before yeah. he slept no more than two hours straight without waking up <laughs> right but also can, you can you haven't colors. you haven't had to have a crawling baby before the age of one charlie crawls now okay well, then he made it. But still, you most Barely. people only get like six months of, of non-moving baby time. Oh, <laughs> You've lucked out on that. My babies are like, uh, uh, screw you, that moving. You hold me all the time. <laughs> yeah. Why would I crawl? That's ridiculous. How many times stupid? <laughs> Just pick me up and carry me to where I want to go. I would go over there. <laughs> Send me there. Oh, man. Okay. Back to aluminum and aluminum. Oh, what are we talking about? I don't know. You want to know where it's formed? It forms in the stars. Just yeah. like everything else, magnesium picks up a proton, <laughs> and yeah, the number the number of protons in an element 
is its identity. So Wait. if you change the number of protons, you change it into a different element. Does that mean magnesium's number twelve? Number twelve. Uh, magnesium. I have to look at my periodic table because uh, I don't have it memorized. You don't. What? I know. Don't have it memorized. What's wrong with me? Unlike me, who? Yes, magnesium is number twelve. Ha ha ha. So if you add one more, you now get to 13 and you're aluminum or aluminium. So it does that. Um, and so there are other, um, remember we talked before about other isotopes, so ones that have different number of neutrons, right? how heavy they are. Yes. So most of the aluminum isotopes are actually quite unstable. So they, their half-lives are milliseconds. Ooh. So how long it takes to go from like 1 to 5. So 0.5 it's basically to like the bottom half of the periodic table. It's like, yeah, exactly, those new ones. Um, but one stable one, aluminum-26 isotope, has a half-life of 750,000 years. Whoa, that's a long time. And that is found in stars forming uh. regions. So what's really cool is they... How do they know that they find them in stars? Because they found bursts of these and they detected them in space. Oh. And so then they're allowed, that makes them pinpoint supernovas. Okay. Um, using those like fingerprints. Um, Space is so baffling it's to so me. It's so crazy. I it's, can't, it hurts I, my brain. I can't, it really hurts my brain. I'm, I'm reading Bill Bryson and he simplifies things and it still hurts my brain. It's still, I just can't get over the fact that it doesn't end. I'm like, the, something has to end. I don't understand. <laughs> um, but what they, um, they did with that too is they, they looked at it and said that a supernova happens every about 50 years on average in the Milky Way and every uh, year there are seven new stars being born and they can do that from the aluminum isotope 26. Huh. Interesting. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Yeah. So aluminum's good for something <laughs> besides everything. Um, we use it everywhere. <laughs> everything. We have found uses for I mean, think about it. They are on your windows. They are on your roof. They're also in your baking sheets and your pots and pans, and they are found in your water bottles, and they are found in your silverware. It's not silver. Your ware is not silver. <laughs> silver. Well, it used to be silver, but yeah. But it has a My silverware is actually silver. Fancy. <laughs> my grandma's silverware. Mm. I don't know what mine is. Yeah. Most people's. I'll have to call my grandma. She gave it to me for my wedding. Mm. <laughs> Excuse me, grandma. What is my ware made of? Is it silver? Uh, or is it aluminum? Aluminum. But so it is the most easily recyclable. But do you know, are you allowed to recycle aluminum foil? Only if there's no food on it. Right. So, but uh, but you do have to be careful because some, some places won't take it. Do like we, at all. Does our place take it? I don't believe they do. Whoops. I don't think so. I better yeah. take that out of my recycling bin right now. Yeah. I got to check that. Uh, but I think, because I was always like, yeah, aluminum foil, that goes in. It's, it's foil. But some places don't. But what's interesting is that it, um, it, you can recycle it, but it has to have no food because the food gets on the stuff and then contaminates it and can get all think, like crap. It, it's cooked at such a high heat that the food would just burn off i mean well it's like grease and stuff though it's gonna uh, get you know that stuff gets on there and it's and it's not so it's um i wrote that um oh yeah so uh so it has to be cleaned um and not mixed with other materials so it can't be like, like yogurt tops and paper like right. in your paper boxes and stuff um, so you have to check your race if your recycling program accepts it. But I had always assumed once I heard that you couldn't recycle it, I was like, oh, you just can't recycle it. 
not realizing, oh, no, you can recycle it. And imagine how, like, they, there's a ton of stuff that gets thrown away, like, tons of it that gets thrown away every year, yeah. which is so silly now because we it's so it's so easy to recycle and so energy intensive to extract it. Well, I remember as a kid, so, like, a long time ago. In children, a galaxy far, far away. Called Spokane. <laughs> um, we would go to a recycling place with our bag of, aluminum cans mm -hmm. and we would we would t i'd get like a nickel for everyone oh, yeah. mm -hmm. and i'd get so excited i'd be like oh, i'm making money and then one time they paid me in a two dollar bill and i was like this is the best day I, if of someone my paid life. me in a two dollar bill it'd be the best day of my life right now best day <laughs> so of my cool sad little spokane life was but then you can never use it because i got that was before i, I got a two dollar bill and i'm like i can't ever use this this is too cool right i'm not gonna, I'm not gonna use this two dollars i don't know where that two dollar bill oh shame on you Yes. No, they used to have, they have recycling programs that would pay, and you say it says like five cents. A lot of times, and they'll say five cents California, and, yeah, and yeah, some, I think, like over in the East Coast, too, I think. Um, I think New Jersey's one of those. Yeah, New Jersey's one. Um, but yeah, so it, it seems like there's, it's that's this, a big waste thing, but I think part of the problem is one of the main things with re recycling, whether it's plastic bottles or um, aluminum and stuff is that the it's the contamination issue and yeah. that even if you tell people to rinse it out they're not not to. everybody does and they just want to throw it in with the stuff so then it gets contaminated and then nobody wants to take it and then we're where we are now where china won't take any of our recyclables and they're sending them back and yeah it's, it's not good <laughs> awesome so uh so the rule is is rinse off all your recyclables please yeah Otherwise, you contaminate it, and then it won't get recycled, and then they just go into a landfill, and that's dumb. It's really dumb. Yeah, especially with how expensive it is to pull aluminum out of the ore right. <laughs> in the first place, and it's so easy to it's recycle. It's so expensive. Like, it's kind so of cheaper, easy. but it's still expensive. Yeah. Uh, I have a couple more fun things. Sure. That's all I got on Okay. Um, so, in 2011, this guy, uh, Dan Schechtman. S-H-E-C-H-T-M-A-N. You did Schechtman. a really good job with that yeah, thing. Um, he won the Nobel Prize because he discovered, discovered quasi-crystals. Quasi-crystals. I don't know exactly what they are, but the it's a molecular structure of non-repeating patterns in man manganese and aluminum mixture. So aluminum Something was new. part of the Nobel. Yep, in 2011. Prize in 2011. Mm -hmm. I almost said Peace Prize again, but I didn't. <laughs> Surprise. Not peace, peace. Um, in 2010, <laughs> Yuntian Zhu. Again, good job. Thank you. Uh, North, from North Carolina State University, made an aluminum alloy as strong as steel. Mm. It was aluminum with uh, mag uh, magnesium and zinc. Uh, and in if they put it under really high pressure, the aluminum um, basically get. get it crushes the aluminum to like nano size uh. and then the, it makes the alloy be able to move but not be brittle so a lot of the alloys that they have are get really strong but then they're so strong that when if they if you bend it too far it just breaks right so this allows the aluminum to the this alloy to it's move a bit malleable. a little bit malleable and uh, flexible but but still be very strong but uh. they can only make it in very small quantities at this uh. point so come on 2010 yeah so not as 10 years later let's get this done yeah it's um yeah well i mean maybe they have i don't know <laughs> <laughs> haven't heard anything about it um a lot of those Thank things you know, they find that they can do it and then realize well it's not really as 
this useful. is so cool. And they're like, well, it's like mind. Napoleon, right? Like, yeah. oh, this is going to be the greatest thing ever. Oh, this is kind of hard. Okay, just kidding. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, I think that's all we got for that. So aluminum's cool. It's lightweight. Soft and malleable. And it's, used to be really... It's not really toxic. Nice. Kind, kind of? of. Toxic for plants. Possibly for us. Possibly. It, it has been proven, though, to be a... Um, Ah, notes. To be a neurotoxin, though. Mm. Well, I mean, I guess to say with because like heavy metals are all known to be bad, right. and aluminum's and not so, necessarily heavy, but still could be a lightweight toxic thing. Um, so, um, yeah. but I would think with how much that we have it, that it is everywhere. If it was really a problem, we would have been seeing issues I think, by I now. Think that maybe it takes a large amount well and i think a lot of it too because it's not one that leaches out yeah. easily so again if you're cooking in it it's fine but Unlike if you're cooking BPA, in acidic things in case you're curious right check out the bpa podcast, podcast. BPA. um but since it doesn't leach like that or even like the plot like the plastic does out of the like, you know bpa and stuff like that yeah. so um i think that's where it's more less of an issue yeah because if you're drinking water unless you're drinking acidic water no Thank rhubarb you. water out of no your No rhubarb room. water. Definitely not. Mm. I wonder if they make yeah. rhubarb water. I don't think that would... Be, you rhubarbs are tart. Why it would you want to do tart. that? I mean, it I'm not a tart grape, person. Grapefruit. Because they're weird. I, I, like, I like... And you're weird. Okay. <laughs> I don't says, drink grapefruit and I am the, weird, but... the woman who doesn't eat anything except peanut butter and chocolate. That's not true. <laughs> I don't need anything acidic. That's true. <laughs> I like many other things. But there's a reason for that. But we can do that in another episode. Yes, we can. <laughs> okay. So I think that is it for aluminum or yeah. aluminium. Depending on where you're from. Yeah. Or if you want to sound fancy, fancy. and confuse the crap out of people, then you call He's it so aluminium. Fancy. And then they just look at you like, what? Or they think you're just a weirdo. That too. Um, so... If you have any questions or comments, um, you can feel free to email us at elementalfunpodcast at gmail.com. Um, you can find me. I've actually changed my Instagram right. label to Gracie Runs 50 by 50. That's 50x50. Used to be ma Mama. Run Mama yeah, Run mama, 50 yeah. by 50. And I was like, that's too long. <laughs> Gracie Runs 50 Gracie by 50. 50x50. You don't want to just be a mom, too. You can just be. I could just be, be Gracie. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're so many things, not just a mom. True that. Mm -hmm. So many things. And you can find me at Pacific Mammal Research, PacMam, P-A-C-M-A-M dot org, and on Instagram, on Facebook. Yeah. My other job. <laughs> your real main job. job. Your main job? <laughs> yeah. Anything else new going on in your life besides about Besides the pop? eight and a half months pregnant? Yeah. yeah. No. No. Things good. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, um, yeah. It's 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 been a week. It's been a week? It's been a week. Oh, it's been a week. I was like, wow, that's it's, really great for this podcast. This has been a really weak one. It's been a week. <laughs> well, it was aluminum, so it was a little <laughs> not as strong. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, I think that's all for tonight. Uh, again, my name is Grace. <laughs> did you forget it for a second? No, I did not. My name is Cindy. <laughs>
<laughs> stay curious and stay tuned. We'll, we'll have more. See you next time. Yeah. Talk to you next time. Yeah. <laughs> Aluminum. Aluminium. Aluminum. Aluminum. Potato, potato. The dark darkness. <laughs> That's your beer. It's delicious. <laughs>